0: Hello, and welcome to the first ever Ten and a Half Coffee Cast. Um, this is all designed to give you practical business development tips that you can use back in the office straight away to win work. That's if you're a solicitor, barrister, architect, patent attorney. By way of brief introduction, so I'm Bernard Savage, I'm one half of Ten and a Half.
1: And I'm Doug McPherson,
0: I'm the other half. Brilliant. Okay, so let's get on with it then. Um, Today we're going to be looking at networking and what networking really means. And the reason that we're um, having this podcast is that we believe that a lot of professionals like yourselves make one of three basic mistakes. So what are the mistakes? Firstly, a lot of um, networking activity that we see is based upon people being very reactive. So perhaps... Um, An email arrives in your inbox and it says, brilliant networking opportunity, attend events X, Y and Z, and people rush off and attend that particular event without really a lot of consideration of whether the people that are going to be there are the right audience for you and actually are people that might be in a position to actually instruct you at some point. The second mistake is a lot of um, solicitors and accountants that we work with, Basically, do things through inertia. So perhaps in 1992, there was a really compelling reason why, for instance, the Chamber of Commerce was a really good event to go to. Got nothing against the Chamber of Commerce, by the way. But actually, you've got to ask yourself in 2018, 2019, is that necessarily the best choice today in an environment that perhaps looks a little bit different to it did some years ago? And thirdly, one of the other mistakes that we see a lot of people making is they simply follow what the practice or the firm down the road is doing and assume that that, that actually that's the best networking choice for them to make. We don't believe that's necessarily the case.
1: I think that's a really, really important point to make as well, Bernard. There seems to be a misnomer in whichever branch of the professional services you're in that thinks that networking has to be going to those same old events, just tick the box, just get in front of people it doesn't the actual verb to network really means just get out there and build your professional network get out there and meet people and we'll come on to some of the different ways of doing that in a second but it's not about inertia it's not about what you've always done it's about finding the place where you're actually going to meet people who generate instructions generate
0: introductions generate new opportunities absolutely and i think one of one of the other problems here is that um People hear the word networking and they assume two things. One, they assume it's got to be very formal, it's got to be very traditional. And secondly, they assume that it's got to be um, something that really lends itself to extroverts. And so we don't buy into either of those I- ideas. We feel that actually um, a more informal approach that's based around like-mindedness and mixing with people that you have genuinely have something in common with is a far better way of going about things and you know in terms of what that looks like it can be any one of a number of things it may be that perhaps you go down industry lines so rather than going to effectively something that's just going to be you're going to be in a room full of your competitors you go to an industry event where you're talking to people about an area that you're particularly interested in so if you operate within property and construction it may be that you you focus in on that sector or indeed, it may be you, you go down a, a sort of personal interest route. So, if you're interested in Cuban politics, for instance, I think s-
1: Cuban politics is probably a little bit provisional. It's a little seen, bit provisional, but we've, we've seen, seen it work. Fantastic results with things like cookery classes, with golf, poker, table tennis, all sorts of things where you've literally got something. That when you get into a conversation with somebody, there's that common ground. There's that like-mindedness. And one of the things that can make people nervous, particularly at the more junior end of their career, is the, well, what do I talk about when I get there? Well, if you're in cookery lessons with a load of other people who want to cook pasta or curry or whatever it might be, immediately you've got something in common. Wine clubs, I believe, Bernard, something
0: that you've seen
1: quite recently.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Working with one particular solicitor, a, a, a very junior solicitor, very early in her career, um, be encouraged to network and she feels I suppose one under some pressure and two that actually you know, what sh- how is she going to have a conversation with someone who perhaps is more experienced um, in the profession being around a lot longer but in an environment where she can talk about wine and she's extremely knowledgeable about, li- about wine she's on an equal footing and therefore those, um, her relative inexperience actually pales into insignificance because the commonalities around wine Um, I mean another example we've seen a lot of success is within uh, a music connection and I'm thinking specifically and I'm not going to obviously name the individual's names I don't think that's really appropriate but I'm thinking about a particular um, solicitor a family solicitor, let's just call her Julie for the purpose of this uh, exercise. I think you can name the actual event. Can I name I, the actual I, can I name, think can the, I'm going to name the actual event. The event is Suits and Vinyl, which actually started off as a LinkedIn group. So here's something that starts off in la- online as a LinkedIn group um, set up for people that have an interest in collecting records and music. And this particular solicitor, uh, Julie, who's being encouraged... There I say, even coerced into going to networking events, said to me, I really, really don't want to go to another one of those really dull events where I've got to talk to some middle-aged man, pale, what's the expression, pale, male, and Gammon's the only one I can think of, but pretty dull, um, and talk about something I'm not interested in, like in her case, and it might be golf or football. I said, listen, Julie, you don't need to do that. What you do need to do is you've got a passion for music, you've got a passion for collecting records, Um, just go to um, this event called Suits and Vinyl. So LinkedIn group, but actually they meet in real time in uh, venues across the north of England. And so what she did was she went into a loft, she searched through a vinyl. In her case, she happened to select a record, which happened to be Lloyd Cole and the Commotions, and an album called Rattlesnakes, which, by the way, if you haven't heard it, you should listen to it because it's very good. So she went to the event with Rattlesnakes and walked through the door And immediately four people came up to her, curious and interested and even, dare I say, excited because she's carrying this (laughs) record called Rattlesnakes. And, of course, they just behave in a very natural, human way. And she said, oh, remember that record? Brilliant. So we haven't met before. Hi, my name's so-and-so. She walks out of that event with four business leads. It's flabbergasted. Couldn't believe how simple it was. All because of, in that case, it happened to be a record that other people could relate to. It
1: but coming, broke the ice. Coming back to your three mistakes that a lot of people make when they're starting to get their, their feet on the the networking ladder, the first one you had was a reactive issue where yeah. people just think, it's in my inbox or my partner's tapped me on the shoulder, ergo, I should be signing up for this. And I think that the first thing that you want to do when you go out networking is to make a choice of the right event. Absolutely. So we've already talked about like-mindedness, common ground, maybe using your personal interests to uh, to your advantage. The other three filters that I try and suggest to clients when they're just looking maybe through Eventbrite or looking through the firm's networking BD calendars, the three factors that I say, these, this is what to really look for when you're choosing your events. The first is obviously the audience. If yeah. you're... A family solicitor, you don't want to go to a construction event. You want to go to somewhere that you are likely to meet somebody that can generate opportunities or introductions. That's the number one, of course it is. The second one is the time of day. Yeah. Now, some people are better in the evening than they are in the morning. Some people prefer the lunchtime. Absolutely. If you've got childcare issues, for example, um, you don't want to be going to events in the evening. You want to be getting home to your young family. I'm talking to a construction solicitor um, yesterday morning who doesn't want to go to breakfast because she goes to the gym at 7 o'clock in the morning. So think when you're best. Think what suits you best. And that's another filter that you can apply to make sure that you get the right event. The other one to look at is format yeah now some people are more than comfortable bernard being one of them of walking into an empty room full of strangers talking to everyone doing the hong kong handshake your little introduction getting talking to people myself i prefer the ones where you go in and you get maybe stuck on a table with six or seven people it just makes that conversation easier so think about yourself
0: because if you're investing time in these events you want to get something back yeah. from it and just what picking up on that point doug um in terms of getting something back from it, one of the big, big mistakes we see people make is they kind of flip from one thing to the next. And you know what we would say is, look, find something that works for you. You know whether that's based upon gin, music, football, rugby, Tiddlywinks, Agatha Christie novels, whatever. Find something that works for you, and once you've found it, stick at it, commit to it, commitment. The real success from networking is not about going to random, ad hoc, haphazard events. The real success of networking comes from continuity, familiarity, and building relationships over a period of time, and then the follow-up that you do in between the events. Well, I think there's something
1: else in there as well, which, uh, for me, makes networking easier. So if you take an example, you go to an event for the first time, you might speak to two or three people. Well, the next time you go in, you say hello to those two or three people. You meet another three people now you 're up to six, yeah now the next time you go in, they introduce you to someone else, pull you into some sort of conversation you 're now up to nine or twelve new contacts yeah. it 's just easy you don 't have to do that. Let me walk up to you and start a conversation yeah. thing, which let 's be honest is the
0: really difficult yeah. bit of networking, yeah absolutely, and I think a lot of this is about um, it 's about taking personal responsibility, and Unfortunately, what we see too often is that a lot of um, particularly younger. Uh, you and as younger professionals behave in a very sort of reactive way. Whether it's internally because their boss says you've got to go to this event, or externally because they see a competitor doing something. And what we're saying, our strong advice to you is: take a bit of personal responsibility. Make choices that are work that are right for you, based upon your interests, your personality, and then once you've made those choices, stick at it and really commit to something develop meaningful relationships where you actually get to know people and you build trust and and people actually see beyond the suit or beyond the wig or beyond the, and after the name time, badge.
1: after time when you've established that trust, that's when people start tugging your sleeve and saying, I know you're a solicitor or a patent attorney or an architect or an accountant, whatever it might be. I've got a problem or a friend of mine has mentioned that they could do with some help. Could you have a chat to them? now you're into a point where you don't even have to do any selling or following up or anything like that. You literally are just the person that gets
0: asked a question and that's where real opportunities yeah. come out. And and the other thing is, just in terms of um, uh, making this easy, if you are prepared to take on board some of the things that we've been sharing with you around thinking slightly outside the box, thinking, thinking a bit more laterally and creatively, you're going to be in an environment where, frankly, you're the only solicitor that's there, or the, the uh, you're the only accountant, or the only patent attorney, the only architect. And frankly, if you're the only architect and you are engaged with like-minded people, having proper conversations, unless you've got really poor social skills, um, you know what? You're going to get to know people, get closer, and you're going to get work from the from the from, because you're the only person in the room that is an architect or is a uh, a, a solicitor. And you develop those genuine relationships based around authenticity. And if you stick at it, you will pick up work that way. So you know, don't overcomplicate this. Don't make this harder than it needs to be. Talking, but, talking
1: about yeah. not making harder, uh, not making it harder than it needs to be. We focused a lot this afternoon on the formal side of networking. Now, if you do have a look at Eventbrite for argument's sake, yeah. and you can't find the event that checks the audience box, the time of day box, the format box. We've seen a lot of success with more informal events,
0: haven't we? In fact, we do it ourselves. Yeah, so we we do a lot of things where um, we invite a small group of people and we we make it very, very clear in the invitations to this small group of people. And the small group of people will be probably largely clients, but we'll, we'll put a couple of prospects in there as well. And we'll say to them, we're meeting in this pub on, on this day between these times. We normally say sort of half past five to half past eight or something. And we make it really clear in the invitation, this is not hospitality. Now, this is not because we're mean. <laughs> it's actually because it works better. So we'll say... This isn't hospitality, but we're getting a few people together for a couple of drinks after work. We'll stick some money behind the bar for the first couple of rounds, and then it's each person for his or herself. <laughs> and 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 that way, yes, it does actually mean that um, we're not going to be out of pocket. But actually, it creates a better um, a better kind of mood because people feel that they're not being sold to. They're just in an environment where they're going to meet some 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 other. They're going to meet some new people. They're going to reconnect with some existing people. It's very relaxed. It's very informal. Because there's only going to be, I don't know, six, seven, eight, maybe ten people there, people don't feel very intimidated, and they have proper conversations. Proper conversations that can sometimes lead Absolutely. to new business vent- uh, ventures. And a uh, 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 sort of story that we do like to tell is that one of these particular events uh, a few years ago where two solicitors in different firms... Um, happened to meet each other and actually they're at the t- at the time they're both in big national firms we won't say which firms i'm not sure that's appropriate but big big firms and actually they decided that um to leave their respective law firms and set up a business and to this day this is what five six years on now there is a corporate boutique they've got three times the head count and they're doing extremely well yeah. thank you very much so you never know what the uh, the outcome of these uh, informal <laughs> conversations are
1: And, of course, I'm a little bit biased on this, but um, anything that gets us in the pub, I'm a big fan of. You know that, Bernard? Absolutely. Um, But But I think it's sometimes just worth looking at those more informal events because when you're out there networking, whether it's informal, whether it's formal, it doesn't matter what time of day, what the format is, the one objective you're looking to achieve is to leave a positive impression and just get on with people. It's not about selling, it's not about pitching, it's not about elevator scripts. And the more comfortable you are in the surroundings, at the time of day, in the format, the better you're going to
0: come across. Yeah. And I think people sometimes lose sight of that. And sometimes, when people just building on what Doug says, sometimes when people say that networking isn't selling, people go, Yeah, 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 you know, but it is really, isn't it? And what we, what we firmly believe is that business development is a process. And just like a personal relationship, um, it takes a a period of time, a number of touch points or contacts to build sufficient trust that people want to move to the next step, whatever that next step is. Anyway, that kind of leads us quite nicely, actually, to sort of wrapping up because um, the next um, podcast, the next coffee cast that we're going to um, share with you is all about follow-up. So we'll talk a lot more about practically how do you um, manage follow-up follow once you've up. met some new yeah, contacts. Exactly, once you met some new, new contacts. So um, if, you think, if you've got any value at all from this podcast, we really hope that you have, then um, please do tell other people. Do um, like and share on social media. If you want more information, you can email us direct at info at... Ten and UK. that's T E N A N D, and if you want at And if you want to stick some st-
1: topics that you'd like us to cover in future coffee casts, you'd be more than welcome. Brilliant, please do that. So, from me, Doug McPherson, and from me, Bernard Savage, thanks very much.